Evening, everyone. Thanks for uh, tuning in to another edition of BB and Budgie's Thursday Night Ricky as we sort of look back at Rally Whangarei, the International Rally of Whangarei over the weekend. Uh, pretty big weekend, BB. Lots of winners, lots of losers. Let's start with a, a real bright spot, though. Um, the Vault Media live stream uh, that we, we trotted out um, this year. First time we've really seen it without uh, all the connection issues. How good? How good was that with the drone shots and everything? Yeah, yeah, absolutely fantastic. And, you know, thanks to the many, many people who, who've reached out with some, with positive comments. You know, there's a lot of work uh, gone into that. And a massive thanks must go to, to Hedgie and the team at Vault Media because they've, um, you know, I think we've we've lifted that to another another level, which is um, only a positive thing for the championship moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, can completely endorse everything you say. Uh, and the cool thing is we're going to continue to work on it as well. There's um, there's lots of really cool things, exciting space to be in and, um yeah, it was, was really neat to, to be part of that over the weekend. Let's let's talk about some of the winners. Um, we'll, we'll look overall. Obviously, it's hard to go past Hayden Padden, who once again um, didn't put a foot wrong, did everything, absolutely hit every mark. Car was perfect. Team was perfect. Um, and, and his driving was, was outstanding again. Um, you know, this guy's in the form of his life, isn't he? Oh, 100%. That's the special stage um, podcast. And they had a, a guy, Dale Moscat, who's no stranger to the, the championship. And he came, created a really great, or come up with a really great analogy that I thought was so good that I'd steal it, um, which was, yeah, you, you know, I can send an email, I can type reasonably quick. But if I ever think I'm going to type as fast as a receptionist that's typing all day, every day, flat out, you're never going to be able to do it or you do it, you're full of mistakes and all that sort of stuff. And it's a great analogy when you look at, you know, Hayden's back in a rally car this weekend. He was in a rally car at Whangarei. He's in a rally car at Canaries the weekend before. He, pretty much every weekend and sometimes during the week as well, he's been in a rally car. And this, yeah, we talk about seat time and I, I thought that was a really, really good analogy to really, you know, I guess make it a little bit more relatable because we don't all get the chance to drive rally cars and understand the... Um, the beauty of seat time, right? Yeah, I get that. I, I just think, to me, um, that that aside, I mean, that's that's kind of a comparison between the, the rest who are doing it as a hobby um, or, yep. or have ambitions of maybe trying to follow in, in Hayden's footsteps, but it's it's not a level playing field. Hayden is a professional rally driver and, and most of the others in the field aren't, or almost yep. all the others in the field aren't. Um, I, I'm just talking purely about Hayden compared to Hayden at other points of his career. He just seems so relaxed, so methodical, so he just seems to be taking everything in a stride. The last couple of years, there's been no mistakes. There's just it's been almost perfection. Um, and then you throw in the amount of travel that he's doing, the amount you know he's running a business, all the stresses and the things that that come into that. You know, the age that he's at now um, in, in his life, you know, it, it's it's a big ask, and we're not seeing any kind of mistakes. I just, you know, I think he's in the form of his life. Oh, I'd agree with that, and without turning it into the the Hayden show, um, you know, I, I actually probably rate that win at Portugal in the European Championship earlier this year as one of his best drives ever. You know, it was very, very smart, um, and, and he was right there, right there, and pressured everyone else into making the mistakes without having to take risks. And talking with John Kennard about it over the weekend, said, you know, there was never a time where they didn't feel like they couldn't win, uh, but they were just, you know, playing the smart game. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. Very, very hard to to beat someone at that level who's, as you say, in the form of, of his life. He's absolutely driving driving brilliantly. 
Okay, let's have a look at the, the rest of the Cat 1 field. Um, winners and losers. Ben Hunt, great to see him back and, and you know, really sort of turning out the speed that we know he's capable of. He, he looked himself, um, perhaps wasn't quite at his best at Otago um, across the weekend, but, yeah, he looked really, really good. Okay, some of his nearest rivals, Van Gisbergen, and Pettigrew had dramas. Robbie Stokes had dramas. Uh, I thought Josh Marston, despite a couple of uh, little um, hiccups there, had a, a really good weekend. Who else? Who sort of the winners and losers from, from Whangarei, mate? Yeah, well, there, there's very few winners, wasn't there? There's very few finishes. Um, ben, I think, stepped up a, another level this weekend. Uh, yeah, we talk about Hayden being in the form of his life. Well, Ben's probably closer than we've seen him in a long, long time. And I think that was visible from the side of the road too. You know, Ben looked like he was genuinely pushing. Um, and I think had Shane had a clean run, that would have been an absolutely fascinating battle where I think going in, we would have said, you know, Shane would have the measure. And I th- I, I don't quite know where that would have sit. I mean, again, very hard to tell because Shane, we didn't see a heap of him. What we saw was impressive. A um, couple of little mistakes in there too, you know, whether they're distraction or, or not um, with a spin and, and then um, that unfortunate off as well. So I think, you know, you talk Shane, certainly... Not a rally he's going to um, stick in his memory banks as one of, one of his, his better experiences for various different reasons, you know. Um, what happened on Saturday was really unfortunate. You know, it was a, a failure of the, the PDM, the power distribution module, and they're not a maintained or lifed part. Um, they generally don't fail. So, you know, it's not, you know, some things you look at and you go, oh, did they try to squeeze a little bit of extra life out of the turbo and blue or, you know, should they have put a new axle in it and it's broken or... No, none of that, just purely bad luck. Um, so that that was unfortunate. Um, you know, Rana Horan, um, very deserving winner too of the, the Ken Block Trophy, I might add. I thought that was a, a really um, fitting... You know, you, when you look at, at Ken and you look at Rana... There's a lot of similarities there. You know, they're both successful businessmen, entrepreneurs, gone out, they've they've made their way. They're big supporters of rallying. You know, Rana does a lot of stuff behind the scenes that no one would ever know about. You know, you, you pick up the phone at the last minute and go, oh, crap, we need this. Well, Rana's there, you know, and, and his team. Um, he's spectacular. He's flamboyant. Yeah, people um, often forget him in that conversation, and we, we do at times too. We, we sort of talk about Ben Ari because of what he did in Otago and, and how good he was last year. Uh, we know that Robbie at times has been exceptionally fast, um, and and obviously Shane. But Rana was was really quick across the weekend, and again did enough to get to the end. Bank a solid haul of points. He is right in championship contention, isn't he? Oh, he definitely is. Definitely is. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah, discount him, I, and I think the more you discount him, the better he gets. Yeah, you know, he, he's. Um, I think the less pressure you put on Rana, the better he goes. Whereas some guys respond to pressure. Rana's just there to have fun. And man, does he do a good job of it. So, um, yeah, def- definitely he's a winner. Yeah, Josh Marston, back to where we, we want to see Josh and where we would expect to see Josh. A uh, couple of little niggly issues on the on the Sunday. Um, realistically, whether or not they cost him, I don't know. Um, yeah, just, just he, he said he needs to learn to lean on the car more and more, and, and the guys are getting quicker and quicker. And um, with all that parody talk, he, he even joked to me that he, he needs to start a petition for the AP forecast to have a bigger restrictor. So um, I start <laughs> shake, shake my head and walk away at that one. But <laughs> um, 
you know, Mike Young, I think a bit of a frustrating rally, but at the end of the day, he got it to the finish. They were really unlucky. He had a, a rock uh, jam in the brake caliper, uh, between the, the wheel and the brake caliper in the final stage. And um, I've seen some in-car of that. They're very, very lucky to stay on the road. So keep an eye on um, CRC Motorsport next weekend. Uh, those highlights will, will be on there and, and got the in-car of that. But um, they had to stop and change that. And so that, that dropped them out of a solid fifth place. But... Um, other winners were, hey, our Dunlop driver of the rally, Zeal Jones, absolute coming-of-age drive. Um, other winners, everyone well, in the, well, in the yeah, NRC two-wheel drive class. Yeah, let's go through some of the classes just quickly. Um, obviously, that two that NZRC two-wheel drive battle, which we were all expecting to be epic, was exactly that. I mean, there was absolutely nothing between, well, a fair few of them to start with, but it ultimately became Dylan Thompson v. Jackson Clendon and... You know, they went hammer and tong at it. Um, Dylan just stretched his legs a little bit on the Sunday. I think Jackson might have perhaps not had the car exactly where he wanted it to be and, and where it has been before. So um, that championship set up, isn't it? Yeah, and, and some encouraging signs from some of them behind. Bryn Jones with a stage win and Jordan, Jordan Grant was still pretty quick despite the fact the others were a little bit up the road. Yeah, and, and you know, Tim Mackesy, I think it was great to see Tim have a, a uh, clean run. Uh, with whether or not he's quite got the pace for that. That car, too, to be fair to Tim, is the R2T since the previous spec. A little bit less horsepower. It's the, the early iteration. So he's not quite taking the full gun to the gunfight. Um, he's still, you know, taking a pretty sharp knife, but it's not a not a gun. So, and, you know, I think Charlie Evans sort of found the same thing. And even, you know, Jordan Grant, it's just, he's probably similar on horsepower to the, um, to the Rally 4 Fiestas. But not the torque that you get with the turbo, you know. And talking with with Dylan Thompson earlier tonight, um, yeah, he said the torque is just just phenomenal. The cars is <laughs> just trying to keep trying to get the power down is the big thing. So, uh, but that that battle is yeah, we we picked it last week, and uh, to be fair, I, I think it was reasonably obvious it was going to be an epic battle. But um, hey, we were right on one budgie. We were, weren't we? Uh, every now and then we get one right. Um, yeah, Glenn Alcorn, obviously the, the cream of the open two-wheel drive class, and, and that was, yeah, it still shapes as a good battle, but it looks like advantage, Glenn, after the first couple of rounds on, on outright speed. Uh, and then the historics too, obviously Stewie Reid um, picking up the, the, the win, the class win there, but uh, John Silcock followed by dramas, unfortunately, all weekend, and yeah, pretty cruel because I know he went to Whangarei looking to, to try and get that win, get his hands on the Motor Guard trophy after the disappointment of guns so damn close last year. Yeah, I, I think that the disappointment on John's face was evident. Um, equally, I think Stewie was was stoked, you know. To, um, I mean, that's a pretty special trophy when you look at some of the names that are on it, Budgie. So um, it's stoked for Stewie. Uh, John, absolutely, you know, gutted for, because you never like to see, you know, someone suffering that much heartache and the team worked hard. Every service they were chasing that fuel issue right the way through the event. And unfortunately, it just got worse and worse and worse. So hopefully they can, um, yeah, I'm sure they'll get it sorted between now and um, and Rally South Canterbury. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's, um, and, and Mike and Helen Cameron, who you just about bet the house on finishing, went off the road in the final stage too and nearly threw away their third place. So um I tell you what, there's been a couple of quick panel beaters out there. I've seen some photos today. That car's all straightened up, excuse me. Um, and I've also seen some some top secret pictures of Ari Pettigrew's car, which um, is kind of handy when your car owner is a panel beater. And uh, so they've whipped that back to Manukau Auto Centre, Ari on his way home. And, and that car is actually probably in the paint booth 
as we release this or as we record this episode tonight. So um, yeah, big ups to to those teams, um, and I, I know that they're um, yeah getting into Todd Borden's car too. So Todd, you know that that was again. I've I've done a few phone miles this week. Poor old Toddy, not a big mistake. But you get in there, and he said, you know, just drop that left rear wheel out into into the ditch in the grass, and because of the rain, the water tables were that much bigger. And he's coming there probably a little bit hot, but trying to keep to the left and, and get a nice line over there. And as he's tried to turn the car, because the left rear is down in the ditch, it hasn't quite turned as he wanted. And, and look, I think we've all seen the result, the, the hell of moment of the rally. Um, and unfortunately, you, you probably couldn't pick a more um, public place on that rally to have a have an accident, unfortunately. No, so not really, he, no. He said it was pretty frustrating because it's a stage with a lot of traps and he felt like he'd got through all the traps um, and it was a little bit of a silly one. So thankfully, not too much damage on that car. It was stuck, and they drove it out the end of the stage once they'd pulled it out of the ditch. But um, yeah, I mean that was that was a shame because he was, uh, I think, fourth NZRC and third APRC at the time. Um, and, and yeah, that that would have represented a solid result. Absolutely. Um, look, we'll finish with the the rally challenge. Obviously, uh, Zeal Jones stealing all the headlines, and rightly so. An outstanding drive from from a teenager. Um, look, some of his rivals had some dramas, robbed us of what could have been a, a you know really epic battle there too. But um, the signs from what we've seen from Zeal, the back end of last season and first couple of rounds this year, there's a lot to like about where this kid's future lies, right? Oh, absolutely. He's just 18 years of age and, and he's taking it to some heavyweights in the class. You look at the class as a whole though, um, we, if you actually go through and study the times, he and Jeff would have battled all day. Jeff had a... a a slow first stage, which was first stage with a new co-driver, and then they lost six and a half minutes with a puncture. Every other stage, seconds in it, and Dave Seavers came out. He was absolutely flying in the morning. He was gutted. So what happened was that just uh, a wheel-bearing failure as they tour through. So stage four, where Ari Pettigrew crashed, um, obviously they were all okay, but the car blocked the road. So they, they stopped the stage because it was impassable, and um, so the, the crews toured out. And as they were touring out, the wheel bearing failed, and so and that was the end of the end of Dave's rally, unfortunately. So you you got to feel for him because it, you know that result that Zeal had was probably um, Dave was on for as well, you know. And and that's certainly not taking anything away from Zeal. I think that that those guys are all operating at that level. And you you look at you know later in the year when hopefully we see John T. Brentzel back as well. Um, if we can get all four of those guys battling, man, like that's. It, that's getting cat two spec, you know. We're, yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, pretty yeah. excited there. Yeah, absolutely, um, mate. That's uh, a battle we've got time for tonight. Um, look forward to sort of uh, a couple more stories before South Canterbury might chase up on um, how some of the competitors are faring. Because obviously, a fair few cars that need a bit of repair work. We might have a couple more ins, hopefully, for South Canterbury as well. But uh, it not as big a gap between uh, this rally and, and the next one. So, uh, looking forward to it, mate. Yeah. Just five week, five weeks time, and and a quick shout out too to all the all the two wheel drive guys out there. We've we've had um, unfortunately Sam Byrne had a DNF in in the Rally Challenge two wheel drive class. So if you if you do have something sitting in the in the shed, want to come and join the championship at this stage, no one scored any points in that class. So um, give yourself a good opportunity to to join in the fun. Come in and you know dip your toe in the the Brian Green Property Group New Zealand Rally Championship, and um, hey, you might find yourself walking away with some silverware at the end of the year. Absolutely, sounds really good. Now, have you got out of Whangarei yet, or are you still ticky touring around the CBD looking for a way out? 
One U-turn, Budgie. I've got this, I tell you. <laughs> One U-turn, five wrong turns, a 360 in there somewhere. Yeah, Mooney <laughs> and I have never been on a worse Uber ride. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, look forward to doing uh, BBM Budgie says that right, Ricky all over again where I'm sure you'll get me back next week cheers yeah you'll keep that old budge <laughs>